Oh, you grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace, baby, shit. Home of the Whopper and Brave. Dollar fifty cents will get you anything at Dollar Tree saving down. Is that American enough for you? Uh, we got a. It's a special day for America. <laughs> Our ancient enemy, the British, have finally been defeated. <laughs> their, their brood mother has fallen. Their, <laughs> the Zerg have been. The queen, the queen has uh, severed her link to the to the fucking Zagara hive. herself has been. Yeah, the hot, the overmind has been tar- uh, d- uh, word tarnished, tar- tarnished, t- tam tam. Humanity restored. Go to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Attention shoppers. Today's sixty-nine cent special is a two-pack. DJ Cole and Kevin Smith. Oh fuck! <laughs> Welcome to sixty-nine cent special, everybody. Where we are tone deaf and tone loke. Tone loke. We purchase movies at uh, thrift stores. We watch them and then we tell you about them. Amen. I'm joined by my very patriotic co-host who knows no country for old men. <laughs> TJ Cole. <laughs> I don't know how I could top that. <laughs> Pretty easily, probably. I just said nonsense. I, I know. And and I'm joined by my compatriot. Games. Uh, missile. Okay. Kevin Smith. Hello. Hello. He's a Patriot missile. He enjoys jumping out of holes. You know. In submarines specifically. (laughs) How did you know my typical Friday night? (laughs) That's my fetish. Uh, We, to date this episode, Mm -hmm. uh, Queen Elizabeth II perished today. This morning, Pacific Uh, Standard Time. And uh, we decided to watch one of the more American movies that we had access to <laughs> in tribute to uh, fucking, I hate my, if there's one bit that I will never uh-huh. let go of, uh-huh. one hill that I will never not die on is uh-huh. that I fucking hate monarchies. Amen. Uh, and every time a monarch dies, I'm there for it. Not the butterflies though. No, I love monarch butterflies. And right. I love the monarch from ironically, Venture Brothers. Right. Ironically, monarch butterflies... Are, uh, they more, do things. They're more socialist. They do things. Um, but yes, we are watching Ice Tea in Air Rage. Now, <laughs> we didn't know how American this movie was. <laughs> uh, putting it, we we put it in because like Ice Tea in a movie called Air Rage. It's pretty dang red blooded American, right? The there. the fucking tagline is locked down at thirty thousand feet. It's got a fighter jet on the front. Mm-hmm. It's got Ice Tea. What more do you want? Right, with a gun. Uh, with a gun that I don't think he ever uses in Which the movie. Because that's no, one his of the... partner uses one of those. It's it's like they took uh, no one of the bad guys has that gun. Yeah, it's like they took the bad guy and just put Ice T's head on it. But that's not even that guy's hands. So this no. is just a completely it's photoshopped just a, it's image. It's just a it's just a promotional image. 
I suppose it is probably just a promotional image. Mm, probably. Uh, but then we put it in, and we found out it's from the year 2000. Yeah. It's a plane movie. About terrorism. And hijacking planes. In the year 2000. So. Very American. It's so. I love movies from the year 2000. Yes. Because they evoke such a, like, a time. Mm-hmm. You know? Where it's like, America's just coming off of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Listen, we got a little crazy with the Macarena. Yeah. We're coasting on NSYNC. We're, we're, we're getting jiggy with it in the new millennium. Mm-hmm. And dropping balls. And then culture changes abruptly in 2001. Abruptly and immediately. Uh, it's like that. It's astonishing. Like 2000 is its own little decade. It's really that's a yeah that's a good point. It's really shocking. I guess would be the word. I'm like, I'm playing a a really fantastic point and click adventure game uh, called Perfect Tides right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, done by webcomic uh, artist Meredith Gran. I highly recommend it. What have they done? Uh, she did. Uh, Octopus Pie. I don't know if you read that one. I've heard the title. Um, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mutual friend Eric really likes uh, her work and has gotcha. met her mm-hmm. uh, and recommended it to me. Oh, there you which go. Is why I'm playing it. Uh, but it's about being a teenager in the 2000s. It's specifically oh. in the year 2000. Oh, fancy! And the awkwardness and weirdness mm-hmm. that that implies, and it's just it's hitting me, man. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, what's the what's the opposite of nostalgia? <laughs> uh, hate, <laughs> pain. I, well, I was gonna say with with like two thousand specifically in two thousand one. Yeah, with a lot of other prior decades, you can always think of like the early part of the decade is the transition into the style of that yeah. decade, we, and then the late part is like figuring it out we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. where it has like like the late 80s and the early 90s are almost the same they're kind con- transitional right but uh, with with 2000 we're coming off the late 90s and so we're in the point where it's like okay we need uh culturally we're not consciously asking this question what is the 2000s gonna be what's what's this whole decade and, gonna and be so like? we're starting to figure stuff out we're starting to get like you know the weird windows media player skins and the Winamp skins that look like a head with a screen built and, into it. And a it. lot of these do continue on for the rest of the decade. Right. But culturally, 2001 basically immediately and intensely defines culturally what that's go- what the 2000s is going to be like. Especially in terms of movies. 100%. Because, like, movies, TV, like, media changed. Yeah. Like, with most zeitgeists, you know, our friendly time ghosts... Um, they slowly wake up, talk to us, and then go back to sleep. Whereas in, two th- in early 2000, specifically 2001, the zeitgeist wakes up. Beats us r- over the head. Beats us over the head, screams. And does that for, I don't know, 11 years? Or so. Uh, <laughs> arguably is still doing it. Yeah. Um, we accidentally woke up the wrong zeitgeist. Is it rude of us to be talking about ghosts in relation to 9-11 or? I'm talking about the metaphorical uh, anthropomorphized idea. Oh, I thought you were talking about literal ghosts. No, I'm talking about. Excuse me. I think that was on me. No, that was me. Oh. That was this. 
you fucking um, prick. No, I was talking, I was anthropomorphizing the concept of zeitgeist. Right, I was talking about the ghosts that talk to me every night. Ah, uh, okay, so that's separate. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different different ghost. <sighs> air rage. Air rage is, <laughs> <laughs> but air rage is like reflective of the year 2000. Because you can, you get the hints of the new millennium. Like it's got bits of new technology. Cell phones come up. But there's still the innocence of the 90s. People are able to get so much shit through airport security. You can go, you can go, you can get to the airport a half hour before your plane takes off and be fine. You don't even have to take your goddamn shoes off. No. The security line is one guy. Yes. And a metal detector. Barely. Yeah. The only metal it detects is like Pantera. And, and even then. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read the back of the box. Go for it. Or DVD case. Sorry. Ooh, ooh, fancy. New technology. Atlantic Airways Flight 777 carries a... First of all, what a fucking lazy... Yeah, and they don't even throw in Las Vegas. Right. Like, no, no jokes about luck. Yeah. 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 What an unlucky flight. Oh. It was right there. Hit this? Yes. Hit this thing? Yeah. It's getting warm in here, so I wanted the fan. It's getting pretty hot in here. I'm going to keep my clothes on, though. Uh, So am I. Okay, good. (laughs) Was there a worry? (laughs) No. (laughs) There's a look of fear in your eyes. (laughs) Ah! Uh, Atlantic Airways Flight 777 carries a full passenger load from Washington to Los Angeles. They mean Washington, D.C., I imagine. They do mean Washington, D.C., correct. But Colonel John Sykes, a dishonored Marine, has boarded the aircraft with revenge on his mind. <gasps> He's supported by an elite force of rogue Marines who take over Flight 777 moments after takeoff and threaten to blow the aircraft out of the sky. No, nope. don't threaten that part. Uh, ironically, that's the Army threatening that. Yeah, the NSA. As tensions mount and the U.S. Army steps in, Captain Matthew Marshall, Ice T, <laughs> and his assault force attempt a daring rescue mission. But With the, tubes. But the count... <laughs> there is a tube involved. Mm-hmm. But the counterattack is thwarted, and on the ground, the military has been given orders to blow the plane out of the sky. <gasps> if it can't be sc- secured... <laughs> it can't certain, be scrubled. I, I almost read, can't be screwed. <laughs> can't be secured within a certain time frame now it's up to the marshal it's up to marshal to uh, apprehend the hijackers and retake the plane and he only has minutes to do it that that's a an annoying name having the name marshal when air marshals are a thing yeah yeah anyway uh that'd so, be like that'd be like naming a soldier uh rifleman that <laughs> i would do that yeah uh <laughs> rifleman rifleman come on <laughs> <laughs> Rife L. Rifleman. <laughs> Rife L. Man. <laughs> Sorry, your parents named you Rife? Read my like first name, middle initial, and last name out loud. Rife, Rife L. L. Uh, uh, you poor son of a bitch. <laughs> you poor bastard. Yeah, and I became a rifleman, so. <laughs> it was fate. More like predestination, am I right? It's like my cousin Pump R. Nickel. <laughs> He's a baker now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, um, 
<laughs> Where do we want to start with Air Rage? So the the back of the box mm-hmm. would lead you to believe that this is a heavily iced tea centric vehicle because he's he's like, on the front of the box. He, he's the only other character other than the antagonist that's mentioned. Right. He he's front and center. He's the only name. Yeah. In the billing, uh, he is in maybe twelve minutes of movie. It's impressive but not in a way that we're like it's not like oh he guest appeared and left no he he has less of a role as our previous guest appearance in future sport uh who was that guy oh fuck who was that guy uh wesley snipes it was wesley snipes yeah i believe i believe it was yeah and wesley snipes had far more of a role in future sport you're correct uh not saying that Ice T's character didn't have a role. No, he's very important to the story. But he comes in pretty late. And m- arguably, the protagonist of the film is a uh, flight attendant named Kelly. Yes. Correct. I called her Cadet Kelly after everyone's favorite DCOM, Cadet Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, shit. I should have said after everyone's favorite DCOM. The thirteenth year. There you go. Perfect. Leave what? both of those in. Was Cadet Kelly the one with um what's her face? The girl from Even Stevens. Also Kim Possible. Yes. And uh Lizzie McGuire. I don't know if Lizzie Or is Ma- that was that a different lady in the army movie? Well, you're sitting in front of a computer. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. I know who Hillary but, Duff yeah. is. Was she in Cadet Kelly? Yeah, she's the main character. Who was the other Thank character you. in Cadet Kelly? Thank he got you. it right. I've seen that movie at least twice. He, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. Uh, also, Cadet Kelly came out two years after this film. So was she named after Kelly from this movie? Oh, oh, we can't oh. prove that she wasn't. Uh... It's a known unknown, TJ. It is a known unknown known unknown. Or is this an unknown known? Known unknown? Or an unknown unknown? Canada, Canada. It's filmed a lot in Canada. Christy Carlson Romano. Yes, that's her go. name. Um, oop. Sorry, my microphone went limp. Um, <laughs> Happens to a lot of guys. I know. Uh, What was I going to say? Um... So yeah, but we start this movie off in a military prison, <laughs> as all good movies do. Yep, I mean classic. That's like the starting in a tavern in D and D. I want to start a D and D campaign in a military prison. I mean, hell yeah! Be like, you're all war criminals. That's just Suicide Squad. I just described Suicide. You know what? Squad. You're absolutely right. It's just Suicide Squad. Play, uh, play like a Marvel TTRPG, and then, um. And then uh, just play a Suicide Squad. You know, famous Marvel property, Suicide Squad. I'm trying to think if Marvel has an equivalent. Uh, Pretty sure they do. They, I mean, yes, probably, most likely. The Dunderheads. I don't know what they would be called. Did you know there's a uh, a uh, live-action Kim Possible decom? Yes, I did. What the fuck is that about? It's not good. The fuck is this? Oh, God. It's not good. Oh, no. It's not good. Oh, no. Don't look any further into it. No. Oh, God. From the reflection in your glasses. Oswald's in it. (laughs) 
from the reflection of your glasses, it looks like your computer just blue screened. <laughs> I got the blue light filters on my glasses. So it's yeah. just like, I can't tell what the fuck you're looking at. Right. Anyway, um, Kim Possible was in Lilo and Stitch the series? Anyway. Yeah, she was. Uh, there was a crossover. Lilo, okay, hold on. Okay, okay, hold on. Slam, slam the brace. I'm, slam the braces. Slam the braces. Put on your retainers, kids. <laughs> yeah. T- uh, tighten those expanders. Tighten those rubber bands. And don't drink any soda. Uh, <laughs> don't eat popcorn. Don't do it. Uh, I got to talk about the Lilo and Stitch, the series, expanded universe. Oh, no. <laughs> that connects so many... DCOMs? Uh, Disney Channel, like Disney cartoons. Okay. Lilo and Stitch, the series, crossed over with American Dragon Jake Long. What? Kim Possible. Okay. Recess. What? Uh, let me think. Was that all? I think that's all. That's but still... What the fuck? That's three too many. Well, that's three that then are implied are also in the same universe themselves. Correct. So what the fuck? So American Dragon Jake Long. Recess. Impl- so there's magic. Kim Possible. So there's magic. And? And mad science. Yes. And Ron Stoppable. Oh, no. <laughs> those are... All three of those are true in all universes. And Recess. Uh-huh. So the diggers are in. Is that a gang? Uh, so there were two kids on the recess playground that they dug. Ah. They dug holes. Gotcha. That was their thing. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Given the, given the name. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> King Bob. Disney. <laughs> and people think Marvel was the thing that sparked this multiverse shit. Uh, <laughs> the most <laughs> ambitious crossover of all time. <laughs> Kim Possible, Lilo, and Stitch. Uh, and recess and, and American, American Dragon. Dragon Daniel Bryanson. There you go. Oh, Brian Danielson. <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danny Daniel Bryan. Brian Cranston. Brain Brain Stevens. Randy Quaid. Randall Randy Rudy Quaid. We got it. We got yes. it memorized. Yes. Uh, back to Air Rage. Air Rage, starring Iced T. So we open up in a military prison, like all good movies, <laughs> and Lou and of series. Yep. Uh. Actually, kind of Lilo and Stitch the movie, kind of yeah, in a cosmic sort of way, because it like because opens space. like it opens in like his trial in space. Yeah, 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 you know what? I'll give it to you. Anyway, I don't know if it's necessarily a military prison, but you know, I'm having tummy troubles. Hold on, showing tummy troubles. Give him a second. Uh, there we go. Uh, if you just projectile vomit on my, I almost table, threw up. <laughs> it sounded loaded. I almost worked. <laughs> that one you can taste some citrus Ooh. you know what i mean kind of well you know how like when don't put this in <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like when you're when you're you got a little bit of stomach acid up in there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it tastes acidic mm-hmm. like citrus it just hurts for me you don't taste it ah, a little bit it doesn't taste citrusy though That's all i get of... is taste mm. i don't even get pain anymore mm. Air rage. I think that's why I don't have a gag reflex. Leave that part in. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I marked before you said that. Perfect. Uh, we're in military prison where... Uh, what was his rank? Colonel. Colonel John Sykes. Colonel. Uh, he's in military prison. Uh, in active uh, process of being court-martialed. 
because oh, yeah, he, like because he did a a war crime. He committed a war crime. Now, uh, we're not given like a huge amount of specifics until the trial. Well, and even then, like we don't know. That's true. It was just a lot of innocent murder. Right. It's implied. It's not implied. It's said outright that he and his marines that were under his orders, uh, three just of them, took at four? four, four of them, four of them, because he has four accomplices later. Yeah, four of them. Uh, unless they just found one on the way. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> hey, you look vaguely like Balrog. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh. They uh, they they just took out a whole village, where apparently yeah. some other marines had been kidnapped. Something like that. Um, definitely a war crime. Oh, hundred percent. No question. On the scale of war crimes, it is. That's one of the war crimes of all time. Yeah. Um. And no. but but uh, yeah, so he's ta- his lawyer shows up to his cell. Yeah. And he's like, hey, they're gonna accept your plea deal so that your men will go will be discharged but with all their pay and whatnot right and you will get 10 years in a medium security prison as so, opposed to 25 to life in a in military a prison. max maximum security military prison so he's going into this like okay we'll just that sounds fine and then the defense attorneys are real or the prosecution's a real piece of shit mm-hmm. and and the judge or uh, adjutant whatever arbitrator i don't know what they're called so basically the prosecutor's like hey he did war crimes? But he done do war crimes, though. We probably shouldn't just, you know, let him off with a warning, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> a slap on the wrist, yeah. Uh, and uh, the judge, the court marshaler, yeah. says to the court marshalee, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That guy's right. Uh, we're going to accept your plea of guilty. Uh, but disarmably discharge your men without pay. Without pay, that's what disarmably discharge means. Dishonorable discharge um, is a phrase that I cannot make a joke about. Continue. Ejaculate. There we uh, go. <laughs> I have a disarmable discharge every morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, everyone that had to hear that. Oh, but especially me. <laughs> But and then they put him twenty five to life in a maximum security military prison, and he's like, "What the fuck?" To be fair, he does like get mad and punch the prosecutor before he gets sentenced twenty five to life. Yeah, he does like attack people and stuff. Um, so he's like kind of crazy. So he he's pretty pissed now. He's pissed. You just pissed off uh, an unstable man. You, and- you better watch out because if you if we meet in real life, oh buddy, I'm gonna. I'm unstable, and I'm gonna be a joke card with a silver border. And I'm a, I'm a marine. I'm a marine, and I know a knife. <laughs> I mean, I met one. I met a knife once. Sharp fella. <laughs> I met a knight. Uh, ah, um, so there they strap him up, put him in a military police car. Strap him up, the Air they, Force. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but he's got MPs. In the mm-hmm. police van with him. Yep. Mr. Popos. Uh, but less racist. Yes. Um, and while he they're driving him to prison or whatever, uh, the car blows up. Gets a car bombed. Yeah, like underneath it, so it flips. Right. And then some dudes open the back doors and shoot all the military police. And, oh, it's his, 
his compatriots. Thank God for the Marines. His, his yeah, his fucking partners in war crime. Um, war partners in war crime. Yep. War partners in war crime. Uh, and then we cut to Blackwater. Uh. <laughs> No, we don't cut to Blackwater. <laughs> no, I was saying that's the slogan of Blackwater. <laughs> war partner. You're war partners in, in war, war crime. crime. Uh, but anyway. Um... <laughs> Are you... Oh, okay. I'm dying. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, let's see. So he... Uh, yeah, they hatch a plan to get revenge on Judgment. Um, Who's a general. Yeah, who is a gen- general. Um, and essentially the plan, which is what we see unfold through the rest of the film, is uh, hijack a plane that he's on, steal a disc that contains the information of all deep cover operatives in the world. Of the which, United States. Of the United States, which apparently is all on a single CD-ROM, which is... I assume it's all text files. Well, and it said pictures, too. Maybe small pictures. The, these gotta be, like... Compressed real 1999 good. internet. Yeah, like four by four pixels. Some real Space Jam website class. Yeah, shit. if you censor the, if you like Japanese censor them, they get more detailed. Um, <laughs> it's a pixelization. No, I got it. I understood. Um, yeah, so he's gonna get on a plane with his buddies. They're all gonna hijack a plane. They're gonna steal secrets, and then something happens after that. He's gonna reveal them to the world. And yeah, he's going to reveal them to the world, and that's going to embolden all the terrorist organizations around the world to do some shit, which means this guy's kind of going to do 9-11. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of, a lot to take in with eyes and ears. Uh, which is why we brought up the year 2000-ness of it all. Yes. Because it's like... Did, it's pretty close. It's like... It's like right there. And it's also topical for our modern day, uh, because apparently those kinds of lists can just get stolen by former presidents. I'm surprised former presidents still have CD-ROM drives. And uh, nothing is sold with them anymore. And allegedly Russians, Mm -hmm. and allegedly other places that might have given said former president, allegedly... uh, a significant amount of money for that information. I'm just saying... Yeah, you know... Doing a little historical fiction here. Quote, yeah, eh, just if well, that happened, yeah, that, never that wouldn't happen. be mm. that would be out of uh, so wild. I that seems so unlikely that we can't write I, a TV plot about it. But yes, but and yet not entirely unrealistic. I think you're right. I do think Law and Order turned down the plot though because they thought it was a little over the top. Yeah, but only because of the CD-ROM drives. That's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's get off this bit. So we meet uh, our two lovely... Uh, we're getting on the plane. We're getting on the plane. We're, uh, meeting, we're meeting a bunch of extras. Yeah. Uh, we meet our lovely um, flight attendants. Uh, one played by a lady I don't know. And the other played by now a voice actor. Uh, what was it? Mary something McGinn? McGill, McG- she she was in critical critical role for a little bit. Uh, Mary Heimer Jingleheimer. Let me see here. Mary Magic Jingle His name is all my name. <laughs> Whenever we go out, the, the people, people always shout. Oh, Jacob, Jacob, John, Jacob. Um, dot com. Uh, air. She is th- also Rage. the American dub of 
Major Kusanagi. Yes, Motoko Kusanagi. She in the Ghost voice. of the Shell. Ghost in my shell. Uh, which I'm surprised we didn't notice that earlier. I guess she was putting more... Mary to... Elizabeth Mc... 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 Hold on. Uh-huh. McGlynn. McGlynn. It cut off her last name because she has a long name. Uh, yes, she has been additional uh, characters in Cowboy Bebop. She's M- Motoko Kusanagi. Um, she's been a lot. Motoko. <laughs> Motoko's her main steez. Her main bread and butter. Yeah, uh, it's her butter butter. Unfortunately, she is not our main character. No, even though she's the coolest. I guess. Uh, she does not play Kelly, our main character. No. Uh, who first has to deal with just this real asshole on a... F- mm-hmm. Are you lost? I was seeing if there are any other characters I recognize. Uh, that she's done, but Matoko's her main one. Yeah, I got she's it. Talis from StarCraft Two, I guess. Okay. Don't know. I forgot who that was. Uh, Johanna from Heroes of the Storm, sure. Okay, uh, yeah, I can hear that. Nina Williams in Tekken Seven, which probably means she was in Diablo Three as well. Uh oh, as like the uh, as the female crusader, as the who's a what's it? Probably it's uh, she was in World of Warcraft a bunch of times. Yeah, Blizzard likes her. Uh. So, oh yeah, she, uh, she was the Crusader in Diablo Three. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the the female Crusader, to be specific. I know. Um, a lot of other shit. Jessica Jones and Marvel Heroes. I think that's an app game. Um, you get one more. One more? Oh, I got to choose a good one. Um, Mary Shepard in Silent Hill. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Silent and Hill 1? Pedestrians and Saints Row the 3rd. Um, uh, Silent Hill... Oops. Phone. Silent Hill... Book of Memories and Silent Hill HD Collection? Oh, okay. Something like that? Okay. Something? So Silent Hill... So that's Silent Hill 2 then. Okay. I don't know. I'm not up to date on the Silent Hills. Well, because the HD Collection was 2 and 3. Cheryl something in another Silent Hill... Um, so she's done general. Is that stuff. is it a PS2 game? Silent Hill sh- Shattered sh- Shattered Memories. Okay, that's also a Wii game. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the okay. Oh, so Laura she's, Bailey's also in that game. So she's Silent Hill one then. Okay. Okay. Cheryl Heather Mason. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, she's she's Heather then. All right. Got it. Got it. We got it, folks. Uh, Heather is the protagonist of Silent Hill 3, who is the daughter of uh, the main character from Silent Hill 1. Gotcha. She's known as Cheryl in that game. Heather later. Cheryl. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. We've cracked the case. And we can Um, go back to our rage. Uh, But yeah, she is one of the... (coughs) She is one of the um, flight attendants. But the other one, Kelly, is the one that we follow. Yes, shorter hair. Shorter hair. I called her Meg Ryan. She lo- she very much had that Meg Ryan aura. Uh, that real Titus from Final Fantasy X. Yes. But one thing I do want to mention is just how many people in this film, three, uh, beyond Ice-T, that I recognized mm-hmm. but couldn't immediately put... Yeah. A distinction on mm-hmm. um 
Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. McGlynn was the first one. Uh, but that was just because I was looking through the cast and I was right. like, oh shit, it's her. Because she's younger in this film, sure. naturally. Um, That's how time works. Yeah, weird. Um, another one was uh, the air traffic guy, air traffic controller guy. Yes, uh, Ted Bigelow, male gigolo. Yes. Uh, he was in a film, Subterfuge, which we watched in the Correct. past, um, which was cool. He also was the voice of Pa from Proud Family. Um, liked him. And then finally, it will be a character from Ice-T's Black Ops group mm-hmm. who turned out to be, if you remember, in the distant past of like 2008, yep. the video Afro Ninja, where the guy where it was a dude with an Afro and nunchucks, did a backflip and face-planted, and then nunchucked his way and stumbled off frame. Yeah. It was him. It was that guy. That guy. Uh. I bet he's thrilled to know that that's where we knew him from. And not all of his stunt work in the Marvel movies he's done since. Right. (laughs) And not the countless other works. And his illustrious stunt career. Uh, Although I guess as a stunt stunt guy, you're not really... You're sort of invisible. You're not really expected to get noticed. Right, right, right. Except by members of the stunt community, I imagine. And you know what? He did do a web redemption. He did do a web redemption on Tosh.0 and did successfully do that backflip, so good on him. We regret to inform you that he was on Tosh.0. Yes. And I regret to inform you I watched that episode. (laughs) I regret to inform you that I watched any Tosh.0. It's a good point. It's a good point. Oh, Tosh.0. Back when the we didn't know what to do with television anymore. Side note about Tosh.0. Uh, do you remember... This is a side note within a side note within a side note. We gotta go deeper. Um, do you remember the episode where there was that guy that ate the canned chicken? No. So there was a guy that ate canned chicken. Well, yeah, okay. Um, well, he was on YouTube. He would, like, eat stuff. That guy worked at a Best Buy I worked at. Wow. Yeah. Did you watch him eat a canned chicken live? No. He was a nice fellow. I didn't want to bring it up. Oh, I, th- I thought, like, he would just do it casually. No, God, no. No, no, no. He was a cool dude. Um, you very... worked at a Best Buy with Dr. Stuart Ashen? <laughs> I wish. Would have been way more fun. Who also ate a whole chicken in a can. Fucking inflatable fucking crown. Um, anyway, uh, Air Rage. So, uh, plane lifts off, yada, yada, uh, hijacking so, happens. Well, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to go through some of the characters that we're introduced to as we're getting on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the asshole guy on his phone. Yes, there's asshole man, uh, uh, asshole misogynist man. Right. Uh, whose entire character is to just be a fucking asshole. Just the worst. And be like, oh, I know there's like guns in this movie and I hope this guy gets shot like twice. Uh, yes, or like sh- launched out of the plane mid-flight. He survives, ladies and gentlemen. I know. Shoppers. Does get his comeuppance, but... He gets punched but in the eye. it's not enough, in my opinion. Not nearly. Not for how he treated the and, fucking heroine of this movie. And also, like, just talking very loudly on your phone in public. About... Especially 11 in 2000. And a, 11 and a fifth. Especially in 2000. Yeah. Where that was, like, an actual social taboo. Yeah, because not as many people had cell phones. And, like... 
we hadn't degenerated as a culture. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't devolved into this lawless mass that we call America now. Yeah. It was just a mostly lawless mass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lawless sermon, if you will. <laughs> huh? Lawless uh? reconciliation. Huh? Huh? Oh, that was pretty Lawless confession? Yeah, ooh. That actually sounds like a... That sounds like a sick band. Or like a dirty movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Where, like, the nuns are fucking. Fuck nuns in the good way. You ever have a nun thing? Uh, every now and then, not like real nuns, but like oh, obviously sexy nuns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like real nuns in my head are like ancient, too sweet. They're like, oh. like or like ancient beings of like old wisdom. Well, I, I slash chthonic horror. Uh, yeah, I always uh, think of nuns as like being gnarled and. Yeah, they're they're like the the Catholic version of witches. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where they're like these just ancient like. <laughs> yes, you come to learn the Bible. But instead of a broom, they have a yardstick. Yes, and they break your knuckles. Um, I just, I don't get the appeal. You know what I mean? Right. Of like real nuns? No. Of of even of sexy nuns. I think I think the appeal is like. You know, shattering innocence or whatever. You know, like, oh, it's taboo, so ooh. Oh, nuns ain't supposed to be in the sex stuff. They're supposed to be celibate. Right. They're, They're married to, to Jesus. Ce- They're supposed to be cenobites. They're... Is that actually the... Because no. cenobites is like a religious term. No, they're, they're definitely not, as far as I know. Let me... Uh... Because that's why they're called Cenobites in the Hellraiser universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cenobite? Oh, interesting. Cenobitic monasticism is a monastic tradition that stresses community life. Often in the West, the community belongs to a religious order, and the life of the Cenobitic monk is regulated by a religious rule, a collection of precepts. Uh... Okay. So yes. So almost, yeah. So they kind of are. Christian monasticism. They're kind of are, yeah. You know, you know, because if I've, and I've seen Sister Act too, so I know a, <laughs> a thing or two about the Catholic Church. Cenobitic <laughs> uh, <laughs> communities. What the fuck? That's actually just the. It's just a cool word. The asshole guy is kind of the only notable passenger that's not like in on the the hijacking right that isn't just an extra yeah um but basically everyone else that we meet on this flight is in on the hijacking yes anyone that we meet for longer than five seconds the colonel and his uh ragtag group of four ragtag rogues Mm -hmm. uh, each sneak a single part of a gun into (laughs) An airport restroom. Felt almost like a comedy bit. <laughs> and I'm like, so they just don't have uh, x-rays. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they would each go into the bathroom individually, put the part of the gun like behind the paper towels. And like, when this sh- shit show up on like a metal detector, I... what's it detecting if not exactly this? Is it because they're all like too small to set off a metal detector? No, God, no. 
Um, well, a, I a, know one of them. A year 2000s metal detector. Oh, that's true. One of them was in like a metal container tube. Yeah. So that one I can forgive because he's probably like, oh, like it's a, this tube. Yeah, like a Dennis Nedry uh, Jurassic Park. Sure. Where he's got the the what's the what's the uh what's the shaving cream oh uh Barbasol. yes the thing that exploded on niles crane yes uh yeah. cracks it open like and it's got the gun. in yeah. there yeah but he has a gun part in there so yeah so that that one i'm like okay that one's clever because even if it sets off the metal detector you're like it's barbasol and they're like yeah whatever it's 2000 i don't think that's actually what it's called i think it's i think it is isn't Barbasol the the blue stuff that a barber has? Uh oh, that might be it. Bar not Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden. Barbasol. Barbasol shaving cream. Nope, I was right. Yeah, yeah, Barbasol. Boom. You're thinking of um Barbicide. Bar Barber Blue Liquid. liquid. Uh. That is, yeah, barbicide. You're correct. It's hair murder. Um, yeah, hair murder. The murder. The murder of a barber. Oh, geez. barber side. <laughs> Barbara side. You guys can probably figure out like Welcome. how the rest of the movie fucking goes. But man, this movie's fun. It's fun. There are there are some twists that I don't think we should spoil, right? Because um, I do recommend this movie. I do too. Um, it's actually a pretty good action movie. It's it's got a neat little uh, flip of the I don't want to say flip of the trope, but like the like innocent looking uh, flight attendant. No, she goes fucking off. Yeah, she's like fuck you. I can kill. She she kills she, a man. She killed several men with. With a fucking coffee pot. Yes. And that's not like an impersonal murder. It's not like one hit, he's down. You gotta continue. She like, she hits him a re- like a realistic amount of times. Yeah, like 10. Most Mostly off screen. Sure. But like, you get it. And not an actual murder, but you know what I mean. It's like an... Well, he's dead. In real life? No, oh, but like... Well, I know that. He's actually dead. I don't remember them doing like a splorch sound though, and I think that would have really elevated that. They scene. got blood, but I don't think there was a splorch sound. It was just a tunk, tunk. No, there should have been like a a clork, like a slork. You know what I mean? Just like comical farts. Yeah, I think more movies should have comical farts. What What if we started a series where where we talk about movies that we watch after getting them from the thrift store? That's a good idea. Why don't we start that? But what was your idea? No, my idea was a series where, and it's not a series, it's not like a podcast series or anything, but like a project mm-hmm. where we take some really intense scenes and just replace all the sound effects with the not the not good ones, with just the worst choice of sound effect. So like, so it's deliberately bad foley. Yes, but the like, and just see what happens. And okay. so like, you have like someone walking through like a rainy puddle. And instead, it's like clown shoes, you know? <laughs> or like an Indiana Jones-like scene, and instead of rumbling, it's like the screaming chicken. Or like an ice cream truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That could be fun. That could be fun. That could be fun. Let's that's never just, do it. That's just YouTube poop, ain't it? That's just YouTube poop, yeah. Oh, we've invented YouTube poop again. I mean, so YouTube They're poop like is... the crab of media. YouTube. Everything evolves towards YouTube poop. <laughs> Talk about carcinogens. <laughs> <laughs> everything cancer up in this bitch. Well, yeah, because cancer's a crab. Yeah. And everything become crab. It is the ideal. What if that's what cancer really is? This is what the ideal form looks like. You're just turning into a crab. God, dogs just let me. Or you're a... I want to be delicious. Sorry, each individual cell is turning into a crab. Oh, yeah, the queen did die, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Why did the crab dance give you that? Because... because whenever like a celebratory uh, like a, noise, whenever someone some asshole dies, you play crab rave. Oh, I didn't know that was a tradition. That's why I did the thing. That's why I linked it in the thing. Oh, okay. I wasn't just celebrating that there's a crab. Cloth. I can't wait for that game to come out, dude. Cloth. A plus Pokemon. Smallive. Cloth. There, there are some fucking bangers. There's a Donald Duck. Here's a Donald Duck with a poof. I think I have to pick a that cloth. one because, like, that's the only one nobody. I like Fua Coco because he's a he looks like a character from Bubble Bobble. He does also look like a huge dumbass. He does look like a huge dumbass. He also just looks like Bubble Bobble. And then there's Weed Cat. There's Weed Cat. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every cat. Smoke cat weed. Don't smoke cat weed. That's called catnip, and you'll probably die. I just I don't know if you'll die. What happens if you smoke catnip? Someone surely has to have smoked catnip. If you've smoked catnip, email us at youjerks at 69sevenspecial.com. It's a, a real email. That you can use. Smoking catnip. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the fuck. Can up. you smoke catnip? I, I didn't want this. Ooh. You good? Yeah, I'm just gassy. Just gassy? Okay. It's, it's right in here. That's gas. Definitely okay, that's not gay. the appendix. The appendix is lower. It's like here. No, that's not where it is. Also, it's on the right side. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it's like pressure and then when you like burp or fart, like it goes away for a bit. Yeah. That's, you're just gassy. I'm gassy. You're a gassy boy. You um, guys, don't be gassy. You might be surprised to learn that catnip is mostly used by humans for its calming and sedative effects. Sorry, the phrase, you might be surprised to learn that catnip is mostly used by humans and that's not where the period is. <laughs> <laughs> I It may relieve headaches. Does it relieve gas? <laughs> yeah. It can treat certain types of infection. Catnip poultices made from the dried leaves and flowers of the plant are a folk remedy for toothaches. Yo. Also catnip tea. Now, I do know that catnip makes cats see God. Yes. Catnip was once believed to have aphrodisiac properties. Yo! Uh, rats were fed chow enriched with catnip, which resulted in increased penile erections, as opposed to those other erections, uh, and improved sexual behaviors. So there's that. Um, okay, hold on. If you got a bunch of really horny rats together because they've been fed a nonstop diet of catnip. You horny rat. Uh would they be more attractive to cats? Would they eventually produce splinter? No, because you need the mutagenic ooze for that. I just played <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat 'em up game. Uh-huh. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so but- I, I didn't expect to search smoking catnip and get articles like six amazing benefits of smoking catnip. I expected to get articles like do not do this. Right. Smoking catnip, the herb that connects cats and humans. I don't like that. I don't like that because anytime cats and humans end up getting connected by anything, uh, we get parasites. Yeah. Brain parasites. That make you like cats. Yeah. The other. That's ironic. Also, excellent vector parasite. Well done. Hmm? Oh, you're, you're congratulating the parasite. Yeah, I'm saying like, wow, you really fucking did it. That was a good job. Yeah, it only survives in the buttholes of cats. Yeah, and then it gets in the peoples. And it's like, okay, make them like cats. So that they seek out more buttholes. Easy peasy. Easy peasy butthole squeezy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't squeeze buttholes. (laughs) Don't. That's illegal. Kids. Everywhere. Kids. Unless it's your own. Even then. Then then I have no... I know that sometimes you gotta like... Let's not talk about this. Let's move on. Let's from not this. talk about cat buttholes at back at, or regular. Or, let's not talk about buttholes. Let's talk instead about holes that get made in people with guns in the movie <laughs> Air Rage. Yeah, iced tea. Okay, let's get to the bottom of this iced tea. Ice. Uh, <laughs> let's drink this tea. Um, glug 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 glug. It's iced tea. That's the tea, fam. Um. So he shows up. Halfway through the film. Right around there. Because the NSA storms into the air traffic control places like, yo, we're taking over this bit because shit's going down. Um, And what they do is they put this black ops group of four onto a heavily modified SR-71. A heavily modified SR-71. Which is now becoming a theme on this show. Was the last one an SR-71? The last one was supposedly an SR-71. Because they're both blackbirds. Yes, the Blackbird is the SR-71. Got it. Um, so Category 7 also had a heavily modified SR-71. It did have a heavily modified SR-71. And now Air Rage has a heavily modified SR-71. Now, fortunately, they actually used an SR-71 outside. Yes, yes. It actually looked like an SR-71. But they modified it by having a, a tube. Having a peoples in it and then a, a top tube that a- would attach to a plane and then you could get in like, like spaceships. Now, what I wanted that you brought up... Mm-hmm. That it would be much, much funnier if that tube was like a pneumatic tube. Yeah, where they zoomed you up. Yeah. That would have been so fucking funny. So fucking funny. Uh, but this is, yeah, like at least a third of the way through the movie, if not a half of the way through the movie. Yeah. When Ice-T first shows up. Um, well, they get on the plane and three of them immediately get shot. <laughs> because Ice-T fucking changes the plan last yeah, second. they have this whole fucking plan. We're like, to, they're like, we're going to... Replace the oxygen supply on the plane well, with first, sleeping gas. First, they said, we're going to hack the plane so that it doesn't... Show up the pressure warning. Right. When they get in. Because uh, they have to open a hatch. Right. Okay. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the co-pilot has to, like, cover that thing right. up. Right, yeah. While it guns to his head. So, like, great job, <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mr. Dash T. Yeah, there you go. Don't want to get confused with the other Mr. T. Mr. T changed his name to Mr. T. Like legally? Yeah. Oh. It's so that people would always have to refer to him as Mr. And they could no longer belittle him. Props. That's actually like tight as hell, right? Yeah, that, that that's pretty sick. That's yeah. cool as hell, Mr. T. Yeah. You get, you tell I Whitey. The fool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, well, uh, so they, yeah. Yeah, and their, their plan is to sleeping gas the plane, and they're going to have rebreathers so they don't get the sleeping gas in their lungs. And then he just decides, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. 
Yeah, well, it feels like they do the whole thing backwards because they just board the plane and start looking for the bad guys. And I'm like, why didn't you sneak? So I know why this ends up being explained to us and then doesn't end up happening. It's because they wanted it for later. Mm. And they needed to explain it to the audience so that we're just not like, oh, he pulled that out of his ass. That's a good point. Probably so it's this like, was oh, in he a, had sleeping gas the whole time. Probably this was in a reshoot. Yes. Because that was a very different place. Very different location. It was a very different location, completely cut off from everything else. Different time, different space. It well, I mean, that's that's filmmaking for you. But uh, <laughs> That's how films do be made though. They do go to different places. Wow. Go figure. And different times. Normally forward. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably done like after a focus group for reshoots. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it definitely looked like people were pointing out very specific problems that they had with the plan. Right. They're like, okay, well, why didn't you just do this? Yeah, because this. Well, and then they're like, okay, that was the plan. And then, because I don't think we saw Mr. T give the order to change the plans. I think that was over the radio. I don't even know at that point. That felt kind of rushed. Right. It felt kind of rushed, which te- which tells me it's a late rewrite. Yes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, three of them, including Afro Ninja and two white dudes, um, just get annihilated fucking immediately in the longest firefight on a plane that i've ever seen with people just standing and shooting at each other now i I, we should point out all of the people on the plane have been brought down to the cargo hold yes they are which is the most organized and accessible cargo hold i've ever seen it's incredible it's this is a gigantic 74 747 right but it's a surprisingly roomy and you actually walk and like the 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 suitcases are like in little like shelves on the side Instead of, like, haphazardly thrown about, like I imagine. Yeah, instead of, like, stuffed into the bottom of a plane like sardines. Which is what they are. Mm-hmm. They're just luggage. It doesn't... Right, exactly. I don't need it to feel comfortable. Yeah. Unless it it's a dog. It doesn't a seatbelt. Unless it's a dog. A dog, yeah. A cute little dog. But if it's a dog, get it on its own dog plane. Yeah, a Let dog a dog is... fly it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't fly a plane. You know what? Actually... Have Snoop Dogg fly it, Ooh. like that one movie where he's the pilot. Uh, it's like a, it's a Soul high, Plane. Soul Plane. Yeah, I got it. I think that's. I don't know why I know that. I think that's Snoop. I think because I saw eight thousand fucking commercials for that movie. Um. So yeah, they get on. Uh. Uh. Ice T fakes death. Oh yeah, he fakes his death so he can uh gank a guy. Yeah, and he does. It. He doesn't actually. Uh, guy finds him out immediately. Oh, and then he has he's a saved new, by flight attendant. Right, who shoots him twice in the back. Yeah. But then Ice-T saves her. By stabbing a man in the neck. After he was uh, forcing her to strip? Yeah. He, he got her dead to rights. Yeah. And she was like, I can use my feminine wiles to, you know, buy me some time. Mm-hmm. But she was like, oh, I didn't think you'd actually take me up on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we didn't either. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is This is bad. Places. Uh, this is definitely a movie from the year 2000. And then action happens. Action happens. The movie ends uh, on a happy note. It does. It's it's a it's a fun uh, film. There's, it's really. I don't want to say mindless. Oh God. No, I'm good. Okay. Just gas. Yeah. Okay. It's not a burp. It's not a burp. <laughs> oh, I'm like. I hope that was just a burp. <laughs> um. Ah, fuck. Ooh. I'm giving birth. Oh, to a fart baby. <laughs> I hope not. 
it's eight pounds of ass gas. <laughs> if it's eight pounds of ass gas, I am shitting. I'm going to ruin this couch. You're going to have to get a new one. Again. Again. I mean, the first one wasn't from you fucking torpedo shitting my couch. So far as you know. Did you torpedo shit to the point that you broke my dishwasher? I think I did. God damn. That's... I'm not I, I'm not mad. I'm impressed. I'm actually going to do that right now. I'm going to turbo shit into the past and break your dishwasher. <laughs> Play some shitty games that suck ass. Gonna shit directly to the past. <laughs> anyway, watch uh, watch Air Rage. Kevin's going to go have a fucking like, shit baby or no, something. No, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. We got to okay. do some of our bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you watch this movie with your mom? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she might not like it, but I'd watch it with her. Okay. I wouldn't. No. Yeah, I would, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't not watch it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I wouldn't say no. Mm-hmm. If my mom was like, hey, you want to watch Air Rage starring Ice-T? I'd be like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but why? <laughs> no, it's, it's a fun film. Seek it out if you can. I don't know where it is, if anywhere. Uh, You could... It doesn't seem... It's Paramount. It's a Paramount only. movie. It might be on Paramount+. Plus. Ah. Uh, uh, or they might have abandoned it, and you could find it in your own way. You that I will neither, I will neither uh, advise toward way. nor discourage. Air Rage. Let's see. It might be on Tubi. Let's see. Air Rage is aggressive or violent behavior on the part of passengers and crew of aircraft. There you go. Uh, Air Rage. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and say there was air rage in this movie. It's uh, on Prime Video. It's on Prime Video. There you go. If you want to watch it, you can watch it. If you don't, I'm not your dad. We're not your dad. We are not your dad. If there's anything you take from this episode, we're not your dad. And the queen is dead. <laughs> A God save the queen. <laughs> I don't actually know how God Save the Queen goes. Neither do I. But he, he didn't. Won't. <laughs> <laughs>